are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Greetings, happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Steve Dace Show podcast here on Westwood One. My name is Steve Dace, powered by CRTV. Todd and Aaron are here as well. Speaking of CRTV, we just wrapped up uh, production for today's episode of the television show that you can watch at CRTV.com. Gentlemen, let's give the audience a little taste, a little preview of what is to come today. Todd, what do you want to, to tease in advance of uh, today's episode? Well, if you want to get a snapshot of four men in various stages of resignation to their fate, have us talk about the uh, transportation and infrastructure spending bill. Yeah, four conservatives who realized, so we lost, huh? Yeah, we lost. We're losers. So, Lord, lift us up where we belong, right? Where the eagles fly on the mountain high. What do you think, Aaron? You know, just because we're other programming doesn't stop us from producing obligatory programming, which is what we did today with the uh, guest talking about love and sex. Of course, tomorrow, um, just uh, and nothing to do with the interview that we had is Valentine's Day. So, yeah, Indeed. There's, so there's that. I have uh, my membership in uh, Broadcasters R Us has been renewed for another year. There's certain obligatory things you must do. Yeah, you decide which of those things you bite the bullet and do. And today I did mine, uh, bit the bullet. Uh, as I'm a guy, I did my obligatory Valentine's Day interview with somebody who wrote a book about love and sex. But, you know, you guys know my wife does this, you know, too. So we have this conversation a lot in our home. So I think you'll, you'll, you'll get some good information out of it, though, today. This isn't just the typical, you know... Um, uh, save yourself for marriage and what God's design for marriage is. You guys, you've heard all that stuff a million times. We actually talk about pleasure. Yeah, I, this you know, we get into it. Uh, the gal, I, she had like the bearing of somebody and the the the, the tone who was going to give you the wait until marriage. Yes. but then she, you know, it was there was Barry White going on. Uh, no, let's get it on. Yeah, I mean we. we Absolutely. You're going to get some of that today. All right. So make sure you tune into that at CRTV.com. I, I think basically her message was you guys should be having a lot of sex. That was kind of her message. So it's got to get that from the, her as well. That's definitely the elevator speech. That, yeah. That. Uh, tell me more. I'm listening. Tell me more. Yes. You want it. You want more of it. <laughs> when you want it, you got to have it. Yes, exactly. All right. So CRTV.com, promo code DACE. Uh, D-E-A-C-E is how you can get uh, your discounted subscription to CRTV. And you won't just get our show, but also every show that we produce every day here at CRTV. That includes the great one, Mark Levin, and more. Also, don't forget, we love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is our email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're new to our podcast here on iTunes or Stitcher, please consider subscribing. That helps us to get the word out. When people see, hey, this has so many subscribers, that means this is popular. You know, people like to, to, to do things other people like to do because we're busy. 
and we're worried about trying something new and if it sucks then I wasted my time and then you're double ticked off so if I'm looking for something new this is something tried and true so hey if, if you recommend it I'll give it a shot and that helps us too if you put uh, reviews uh, of our show if you if you post four or five star reviews now if you don't like the show don't lie just maybe keep that to yourself but if you do like our podcast that we produce each weekday consider leaving us a positive review as well because that too helps us to get the word out all right gentlemen it is a pop culture tuesday on the show and we are what now three days away from the first major motion picture release of 2018 i mean the first blockbuster film it is trending right now to a 165 million dollar open that that's a monster that that's a monster in the summertime that's a monster for a three-day weekend in June when it's peak blockbuster season, let alone the dead of February. And of course, I'm talking about the latest offering from Marvel Studios and their final film before really the culmination of their initial buildup, Infinity War, comes out in May, and that is the Black Panther. It has been fascinating and totally predictable to watch the leftgasm over this film coming up and it reminds me of two other movies from last year one came out at about this time of the year and then another came out during that summer blockbuster season in june where many of the same leftist movie reviewers were in various states of heightened pleasure to outright nirvana anticipating that these movies were going to be the popular agate prop for their Marxist deconstruction of America they have been longing for they they were finally going to make movies because they make movies that are Marxist deconstructions of America all the time just often most of America doesn't watch them so they've been dying to see whether or not they can produce something that is commercially successful. And often the answer is, almost every time, no, they can't, which is why they seek to pollute that which is already successful with their agate prop, like the whole debate over Beauty and the Beast at this time last year, leading up to its March release. Remember that time? Yes. All right, so they, they actively seek to contaminate that which is already proven to be successful because standalone, they're... The full Monty of their belief system is not a commercially viable product. It's just not. That's why they are counting um, whether Lauren Dur- Laura Dern's character, who, according to the backstory, apparently is a lesbian in The Last Jedi, whether she'll actually get to act on her lesbianism or not. That's why they, that's why they, they, they are so focused on a same-sex attracted athlete at the Olympics because they need to contaminate already popular brands and enterprises with their agate prop because when they introduce it full-on as a standalone entity, it fails. Even in our declining state as a culture, there's not a market for it. And we saw this with two movies last year. One came out at this time a year ago. almost the I think it was the exact same weekend, actually get out 
And when you saw this movie coming off of Trump's a racist, the riots after the election, Black Lives Matters, when you saw the trailer to this movie, what were you thinking? You were thinking, uh, brought to you by BLM, right? You were thinking Colin Kaepernick and that 300-pound defensive tackle in uh, Michael Bennett in Seattle who just flat out lied about Vegas police racially profiling and assaulting him. You're thinking they consulted on the script, right? That's what you're thinking, right? I still haven't seen it, and I, so therefore I still have a hard time believing that that's not I the know. case, despite your insistence your, that it's not. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is you need to watch that movie this week. You need to see that movie before you go see Black Panther, right? And when you go to the movie, when it opens up, there's a black guy rolling around a suburb, and he's clearly lost, and he's not comfortable, and he gets kidnapped. So again, when you're at the beginning of the movie, you're like, all right, yeah, this is exactly what I think it's going to be. Then you get to the end of the movie, and the cop shows up, and you're like, yeah, all right, this is where the Rodney King happens, right? Not cops there to serve and protect and when you watch the movie having is it bradley whitford the name of the actor the west wing guy yeah from from the left wing right he played essentially george stephanopoulos a george stephanopoulos character on that show right casting him as the dad brilliant brilliant because in most american households he's primarily known as a key, as, a, as an actor, his primary role of his career was, you know, a, a front and center member of a popular liberal television show. And when he looks in the camera and says, well, I mean, I, I voted for Obama twice. I'd have voted for him a third time if I could. And the whole movie is these progressive white people stealing the blackness of these black people for their own machinations. <clears throat> they're, they're literally stealing their blackness to use pretending to not be racists in order to get them inside their inner sanctum so they can steal their blackness. Aaron, you have seen the film. Is that not the plot of the movie? Yep. That's the plot, guys. (laughs) Every time I bring this up, you look at me, Todd, like, I don't buy this. I'm not believing it. I don't buy it at all. That is the plot of the movie, guys. That's the plot. These liberal, progressive whiteies surround themselves with black people with the sole intent of using them. Including kidnapping them to do it? Yes. They are literally draining their blackness. Literally, they're draining it like a life force. They're draining the blackness from them. Yeah. I'm not making this up. I'm not making it up. There were points at the film I had to resist the temptation when I saw it in the theaters to get up and stand up and cheer spontaneously. Why do you resist that? I shouldn't have. Because there's no way we could have had this. We could have made this movie, meaning white America. We could have never made this. Never. And and so it's been hilarious to... It, when, you're, when you see how much of progressive media were just... They were... They were like groupies backstage at a Stones concert in 68, man. Just involuntarily disrobing. Uh, you know, anticipating that Mick would call them up to the hotel room. You know what I mean? Just, they were losing it over this film and it is a complete criticism of them. I mean, it is a deconstruction of them. It makes fun of them. It turns their own political correctness on them and it chokes them 
with it. It is a brilliant film. Brilliant. Why? I don't want to belabor this point too much, but this I actually saw Mike Woody at church. Yeah. And we were talking about this movie because he hates it. And he thinks it's just incredibly uncomfortable. What about the movie? Mike Woody, could our make... old movie reviewer, you also talked to the only man in America who caucused for yes. John Kasich. Does that answer your question? <laughs> sort of. But what yeah. about the movie made him... I mean, is it something specific or is it just... Because he's been worked over by white liberal No, guilt. all that. But is there, it just the movie itself? Is it, it, does oh, the movie... it, is, it is. It pulls no punches. It, it so it is. wants you Ima- to... Fe- imagine if Spike Lee, okay, same Chuck D. Let's go back, back in the day now, all right? Sure. Imagine if Chuck D, same language, same in-your-face persona, same pulling of no punches... Okay, everything about Chuck D that made white America uncomfortable when you and I were growing up, which is why we sat there and jammed out to fight the power, even though we didn't understand any of them. That is called an Elvis Presley a racist and all. We didn't understand any of that. Okay, we just were in our rebellious phase, and if it made our parents uncomfortable, we were into it, right? Okay. Imagine Chuck D. Nothing changes the language, everything else about the packaging that made white America uncomfortable from the other political viewpoint. And so there is a lot about the film that is discomforting. It is not a family-friendly film. It, some, of what it, some of its social observations are beyond appalling. Beyond appalling. Um, it, it is not... That's why I didn't stand up and spontaneously cheer. Okay? Because I don't think that's the reaction it was going for. I just so enjoyed... I so enjoyed watching progressives get hoisted from their own petards that I, I had to contain myself. But it is not a crowd pleaser. Would you agree with that as well, Aaron? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not the greatest showman. Yeah, you're not going to walk out of there feeling better about race it's, relations. It's suspense. Yeah, it's a spe- yeah. suspense. So. But do progressives know the jokes on them? I have no idea. And, I, and by the way, the, the maker of the film has openly said this. He has openly said the film is a pillaring and a parroting of progressive white America. He has not hit from this. This is this is this is not you know it, did, what we've often said about Wonder Woman, which we're going to get to in a minute. Did, did Patty Jenkins really know the movie she was making? Right? I mean, is Patty Jenkins doing like home Bible studies? <laughs> Too many random coincidences in that film, right? But she's never really talked about the worldview of the film really in depth. The guy who made Get Out has openly said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're mocking white America. White progressive America is absolutely who we put in the crosshairs. You're all a bunch of racists, too. Don't even lie. He's openly said that. And so to stand, them, stand there and watch them stand up and applaud, yes, we're a bunch of flaming limousine liberal hypocrites. Here's your Academy Award. Yeah. Progressivism makes people dumber is all I can say, man. It's a cult. And then now we have Wonder Woman. And so all spring and summer, we had heard Wonder Woman was going to be this homage to egalitarian feminism, right? Yep. And so many of the same conservatives who are now on social media saying, it doesn't matter how good of a movie Black Panther is. The, the liberal media is just going to tell us it's great because it's about a black superhero. Were they not saying this about Wonder Woman last year? 
Yeah. Wonder so. Woman, just, let's face it, they were, we were told on conservative social media, Wonder Woman's not that good. We're just being told it's good because they want a female you know, heroine, right? That's what we heard. We all went to the movie. Is the movie good? No, it's not good. It's freaking great. The movie's great. It's absolutely great. And here's the plot line of the film. Zeus, a male creative patriarchal force, divine force, created women to be the helpmate to men. Stop me if I'm getting any of this wrong. Created women to be the helpmate to men, to help men realize their full potential. And how would women help men reach their full potential? By helping them with the passion and the beauty that they lack on their own. Am I, am I missing? Is this not verbalized no. explicitly in the film? And, that, and that's why the, the movie gets better each and every time yes, I it see does. it. And my daughters love it. At one point in the film, when he brings her back to England, all right, she walks in a meeting of male generals where she's not allowed and calls them out, not on the basis of even their sexism, but the lack, what an insult they are to their own freaking gender. She says, basically, you guys don't have any balls. You should all be ashamed. You're not real men. You won't defend the innocent. You're not fulfilling the role you, the creator gave you to stand and protect and defend. You're not willing to do that. Does that not happen in the film? Oh, it does. It does. Later in the film, when she initially unveils herself as Wonder Woman for the first time, where she's going to travail no man's land. This is the, if you know your World War I history, that's what they call the area between the two opposing trenches where they would sit there for sometimes months, if not years on end, just bombing each other and mining each other to death and gassing each other to death. And they just hide out in these trenches and live there. And she says, enough is enough. I've got to save this village. She takes the initiative. She's pre- she is presented as a goddess, as an immortal. And yet... She cannot cross no man's land. The woman hero cannot cross no man's land on her own. She can only go so far on her own. And then the men that are part of her team, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, he finally, while she's out there, he looks at the rest of the guys and says, we have to take the initiative to fulfill our role. And without her prompting, he gets them to take the initiative to go out and help her come alongside of her and get her to the end of her destination. This is the biblical concept of gender complementarianism. Is that not in the movie? Oh, it's not only in the movie, but if you haven't seen this, I mean, chills, I get them now. When she climbs that ladder, chills every time. And the moment when, when the bullets are just... She can't move. The superhero cannot move, and it causes the men to act. Yes, it's it, you. It's one thing to us to describe it. You have it's to see it. Done perfectly. Yep. And then the culmination of the film. She's up against Ares, who is a satanic-like figure. He says, "I don't cause people to do wrong. They are naturally bad. They're sinners." I whisper suggestions of how they can act on their sin in their ears. I don't compel them to do any evil. And in their natural state, when I give them suggestions of how to be better sinners, they just act on them. I'm not the bad guy. I'm just tempting them. They're bad. They don't deserve for you to sacrifice yourself for them. And her response is, it's not 
what you do, but what you believe. Salvation is not by works, lest any man would boast, but through by faith through the free gift of grace. Now, if one or two of these messages were in this film, you might just say they just stumbled upon universal truths of the human condition to tell their story. When they're all in one film, guys, that cannot be, that's either the greatest coincidence since human civilization started on this planet itself or something else is going on there. And it may explain why Patty Jenkins is not given a lot of in-depth worldviews. Why do I mention her? Uh, she's the really hot director of Wonder Woman, in my view. Okay. Um, she may, this may be why she hasn't really talked a lot in depth. Yeah, she gives you the generic, we, you know, uplifting feminine hero, but she's not really gone in depth about the worldview of the movie. And this might be why. Because it is an ext- it's an overt it's an overtly biblical worldview of the genders and and of the role of male and female in a culture, and there's other aspects in there too. Little nuggets like uh, it 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 just refuses to sacrifice her femininity in total when they're walking through the streets and she sees a baby and she's just drawn to the yes. baby and she and also there's a going back to the beginning of Genesis there's a. There's a naked and unafraid sensibility. I mean, Wonder Woman's costume is like basically a one-piece swimsuit Mm -hmm. on a very attractive woman. And there's parts in there that are well done and funny about they're trying to dress her in something that makes her fit in and she's it's just awkward and it's she doesn't like it yeah she's and not immodest she no, just no. she doesn't come from the same sinful seed right. and world that we do so she doesn't understand this hyper moralism aspect right she's just like this is i am created in the image and likeness of god basically and it's beautiful to behold and it's there's and that's it it's you, you, there's no obsessing about it that I, and i'm i'm just interpreting they they don't try to beat you over the head at it but it's just so elegantly done where they show you truth in its essence so many different times without lecturing you it's brilliant mm. and yet we were told this film was going to be an homage to betty for dan it's anything but that yeah. And since the Marvel movies, we're going to transfer to talking about the Marvel movies, and by and large, the Marvel movies are viewed to be more of a success, mm-hmm. much to your chagrin in some ways, in shape or form. Not but, that I'm, not, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Right. It's just I grew up right. with the Super Friends. I want to see my DC heroes I loved as a kid. I want to see them reach right. the same era, yes. the, and, the, the level as Marvel has. And as great as so many of these Marvel movies is, if you just take all the comic book movies and lump it in together, you you can make an argument that Wonder Woman is the best out of all of them. You could make that argument. Uh, I, I would say much like um, Richard Donner's Superman film, the first one in 78, Tim Burton's first Batman film in 89, those films were trying to show that this was a genre that could be done and could be successful. And so their margin for error was very small. You could say the same thing about Wonder Woman. The track record of the DC movies leading up to hers, first time we'd had a fully you know, female heroine, not a major actress, Gal Gadot. It, it, Gadot, it was not a household name. And so you know, a, a million things could have gone wrong with this film. And it, it's, it's seamless. It's a seamless garment. It's, it's perfection. And yet, the same media who told us that Get Out was going to be the Black Lives Matters movies, and it's not, 
It's the same media told us that this was going to be the culmination of Betty Friedan. Wonder Woman was. It's not. Is the same move media that is right now having when it's when it's when it's not having tantric sex with North Korea during the Olympics. It's this movie, Black Panther. And so, gentlemen, I'm going to go on the record today. I've not seen the movie. I've not read any spoiler reviews at all. I know the character very well. Because, again, I grew up superhero fanboy. To that extent, he's a he's kind of a B player in the pantheon. Yes. Within the comic books, it, that increasingly over time, that have been hijacked, as you just got for progressive th- things, just within the comic books themselves, is, is there reason to be concerned have they totally messed with the black panther storyline like they have with many others turning characters gay any number of others so far what marvel has done is followed exactly you know the origin of the character is um his father is the is the leader of a secluded african nation that is highly advanced uh by the name of wakanda and the way and and the source of its advancement is that it has um been it it has a unique resource called vibranium, which is the material that Captain America's shield is made out of, for example. All right, much like African nations and diamonds and and natural resources that they had before colonialism, uh, you know, uh, ransacked those nations. Uh, and this nation has been able to sustain itself, and as and because of w- the way it was able to harvest its vibranium uh, and use that as the basis for a free market capitalistic society that created a vibrant middle class and a wealthy nation was able to produce the sort of military power and technological advancement that uh, that colonial uh, white colonialists from Europe were just never able to take it like they could take. The you Congo just, and Zaire and Zimbabwe. You just and described of that America nature. in the middle of Africa. All right. I'm uh, see. Follow my train of okay. thought because okay. where I think this is going here. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you know the the king of Wakanda has access to um, a divine spirit that gives him supernatural ability, and it's the Black Panther, and and this is passed down through. From you know, uh, for every generation of kings, that his father dies, and is and in in the comics, what happens is his father is killed by Black Panther's arch enemy Claw. Now you see Claw introduced in the second Avengers film, all right, and he's the guy who gets his arm cut off. Andy Serkis oh, yeah, plays that character, yeah, yeah, and he ends up replacing his arm with a vibranium arm to turn him into a supervillain. Okay. Um, his father, he's his father is killed by this guy who's trying to conquer Wakanda, in order to grab the vibranium. T'Challa, the son, who's played by uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, who's becoming a tremendous actor, by the way, he takes up that mantle and leads the. He and when he sees that the outside world has now discovered Wakanda, he realizes that they cannot be isolated and defend themselves anymore. So he brings them. This is the comic book origin. He brings them out of seclusion and into the world, and um, becomes a member. Of, ultimately, becomes a member of the Avengers. That's the comic book origin, and what you've seen in the film so far, and the way they introduced him in Civil War, mm-hmm. is very, very similar to that. Right? Okay. I'm going to make a prediction now. This film is not Black Lives Matters as a superhero movie. I'm going to predict that. I'm going to predict this film is very similar to if you watched 
Marvel's Luke Cage television show on Netflix. It'll have a very honest conversation about racial politics in America. It'll take a very honest view of the history of white colonialism of African countries. And that is a history we cannot ignore and not whitewash. And if you're a Christian and you believe in the in sanctity of human life, you should not put your racial identity and your cultural identity ahead of the, the truth of that history, which is kind of ugly at the exact same time. And Luke Cage talks about all of that. But the antidote to it, if you've watched Marvel's Luke Cage, the antidote to it is freedom, free enterprise, capitalism. I mean, my prediction is the solution, the solution uh, to the socioeconomic issues that Black Panther, the film, will represent will not be the typical solutions that progressives and leftists are selling us uh, to these societal problems in our day and age. I'm going to go further. I'm going to, pre- I'm going to predict one of Black Panther's um, other arch enemies, I think his name is Kilgore from the comics that Michael B. Jordan plays. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict the reason why he becomes T'Challa's enemy is he's going to be the Black Lives Matter's Malcolm X of the film. Now that's something. And he's going to see T'Challa as essentially the Martin Luther King, not willing to do what must be done, not willing to go as far as what needs to go, not willing to answer violence with violence and things of that nature. And I think when we're done watching the movie, there will be some parts that will have some brutal honesty about racial politics, European colonialism, of African lands and things of that nature that will make a lot of traditional Republican conservative type whiteies uncomfortable. But by the time we get to the end of the movie and you're going to see what the solutions are to that stained history, we're going to walk out of there and wonder why the hell was progressive America cheering that movie? Because nonviolent protest, truth, Transcendent standards, morality, redemption, free market, capitalism. Those are the sources of Wakandan exceptionalism. See where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laying that marker down right now. Having not seen the film, read a single, I've not read a single spoilery review of the movie. I'm just going to make that prediction based off of one what Marvel's trend line with films has been. You look at the way when they made when they made The Winter Soldier, which I think is the best movie Marvel has made. I think it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. I put it up there with The Dark Knight, um, Wonder Woman. And what I love about it is right at the height of the, of the argument about when we had, you know, Snowden and liberty, security and surveillance and preemptive war, the way they tackled that is they allowed each side of that argument to perfectly make their point. And they each had valid points and weaknesses inherent to their point. That's kind of been their trend line. They've been they've not been afraid to tackle political issues, but they've typically done it from a more contemporary standpoint. And I think you'll see that similarly in Black Panther. And because I think that you have a progressive media 
doing wish casting. They want they 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 want Get Out to be the movie that it is not, and so they're just gonna, just like they believe they can claim a gender that's not a gender, claim a marriage that's not a marriage, claim something's not a life that is a life. That's inherent to the progressive worldview, is it not? Yep. I get to just claim things that are not true because I want them to be. So I'm going to go on with that same cognitive dissonance that says somebody with a penis cannot be a, can can possibly uh, not be a man, and not all men, all women have vaginas. The same worldview that leads you down that place is the same worldview that will deny what the actual plot of Get Out really is. Will actually deny what the actual plot of Wonder Woman really is. And I think right now is in self-denial of what, of what the ultimate plot of Black Panther is. Now, if I'm wrong, I'll be back here next Tuesday for Pop Culture Tuesday because I'll see the movie at least once this weekend. And I'll, I'll be back here next Tuesday, mea culpa, they finally got one. But I will be very surprised if I'm wrong about this. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, I'm going to be surprised, and I just looked it up now because I didn't know. And now I'm certain. Do you know who's directing this? Is it Ryan Coogler? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what he's... I, I had heard... He's the director of Creed, mm-hmm. and he wrote Creed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I mean, he's black himself, which mm-hmm. would make sense uh for this movie but i had heard his story before and i never knew his race but he was persistent year after year after year in trying to get stallone uh to make that movie if you have a sensibility that you're that persistent about in a great piece of americana like that you, you know, you're not going to bring a piece of agate prot to Sil- Sylvester Stallone and say, "Yeah, let's do this." You know, he'd he'd not only laugh at you; he'd say, "Son, um, you need a whooping. How dare you?" I, I I think the fact that this guy is in charge, he's got he's clearly got the sensibility for getting into the middle of of either Marvel or the Rocky franchise and knowing at its guts what it's about. Creed was a really good film. Creed's really good. I agree. I think this movie, tell me what you think, Aaron. I think this, other than the fact that characters characters have the exact same skin color, most of them anyway, except for the bad guy, who's the white guy, Claw, except for that, this film will have nothing else in common with former MSNBC host now, Joy Reid, when we go and see it. Yeah, I I absolutely hope you're right. Um, un- unfortunately, not to poke holes in it because this is a good. This is a, a absolutely uh, a, a good development, and uh, I I I like it when um, Hollywood realizes over and over and over again that the best stories are actually the the ones are our story, uh, our story that that we tell, and they have conservative themes and values and. And Judeo-Christian themes and values. Unfortunately, no matter what happens, since this is a super, uh, superhero movie, movie, there's going to be good and evil. There's going to be a winner and a loser, hopefully. And no matter what happens, I still think the BLM crowd is probably going to be like, "Yeah, we're the good guys in that movie." I don't know. I hope it's made in a way because I don't. I, in Get Out, I don't think there's any way that anybody can say, "Yeah, we're we're definitely the winners in this movie," or "We're we're, we're better off. We're portrayed more morally than other people." Maybe it'll be in that vein, um, but I, I still think because of because progressivism preys upon uh, the pride and hubris of every single person. I still think, even if it is everything that you're saying, it is the BML uh, BLM crowd is going to say, yeah, 
yeah, we're still we're still the good guys. Well, and along with wanting the movie to be what they want it to be, they also you can tell they want this movie to fail, not succeed, because oh, they're sitting around and call us a bunch of racists. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, the idea that this film is going to open at 165 million in the dead of February. Now, you guys have heard me talk about, you know, most of the Avengers characters are not a prior to the advent of Marvel Studios were not a list characters to American households. Thor, Iron Man, they're not Batman, Superman, they're B listers. Right. Black Panther is a C lister, guys. C lister. He was in. One film, one Marvel film for about 20 minutes and was freaking badass the whole 20 minutes he was in there. But that's all most of America's ever seen of this character, white or black. Right. This is a C-list character in the Marvel Universe. He's going to put up $165 million yeah. this weekend. I have a hard time calling a country a bunch of people, a bunch of racists when you're, when a character named Black Panther whose villain is a white guy and one of the only white people in the movie is making making the kind of money that's a man of steel kind of opening from when they reintroduced superman a few years ago that's that'll be one of the biggest openings marvel's ever had can i just be utterly political for a second no. why not if it would be I'm not rooting for it. Uh, we're not. We don't shill for him. This is just a simple fact of the matter. It would be brilliant for Donald Trump to have a showing of the Black Panther oh, at the White House. Brilliant. Oh, I'm. You know being what? You know Grotesquely what? cynical. You guys know I have some friends that work at the White House. You're gonna drop a little line. And in and, oh, and, and the year they've been in, in there, I've I've made about. 11 suggestions. I think they took one. Um, I might make that suggestion. You must. Please. Better yet, he should go to the theater. Call it my Christmas bonus like 11 months in advance. <laughs> Just for me. I need this. <laughs> Could you imagine Donald Trump walking in to see Black Panther? It'd be so awesome. <laughs> Only nixing a go to China. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling me. How many how many how many progressives would end up on secret service watch lists by oh. tweeting out how was the play Mrs. Lincoln memes do you think? They would not be able to contain themselves. No. They would lose it. <laughs> best idea I've ever had. It might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be the best idea I've ever had. I'm going to send that to a couple buddies of mine in the White House just to get a reaction, just to see what the reaction to it would be. But cut, but dude, dude. Yes, yes, dude. <laughs> Not opening weekend when the crowds will be massive, right? You don't have it. Then it's disturbance. Can you have a security detail? But if a president goes there, like the second weekend, it's out. Oh wow. I love that idea. All right, final thoughts. Aaron, I'll start with you. I got nothing after that. I, I really don't have anything after that. Oh, I, I'm just smelling cigarette smoke yeah. after that. Aaron's just over there just puffing away. Todd, sometimes 
Sometimes you're my spirit animal. And you mine, my friend. And you mine. <laughs> Todd, do you have any final words? Or you know what? No, you don't. I'm going to do you a favor. Can't follow you, that up. You're George Costanza yeah. right now. You're done. Quitting while you're ahead. That That's your final word right there. Hey, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And if you want to watch today's television show on CRTV, don't forget CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. That's D-E-A-C-E. We are back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.